one of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that, he answered them well. He asked him, which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and beside him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength. And to love one's neighbor as oneself. This is much more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any question. Holy wisdom, holy word. No, the pulpit is not broken. I just need to be out here. But I have to have my notes this morning, because you'll, as you'll see in a few minutes. So, health. Our health is the singular most important thing that we carry. And what's incredible about that is that we have some control or, over most of that. Sometimes we get things that, over which we have very little control, but, but we make choices every day about our health. And I want to explore some of those today. And, and by the way, uh, as I said, you're going to be involved here in a little bit. And, and, and as I said about Jesus, here it is 2,000 years ago. And he got it. He understood holistic health like no one had before him had ever really made those kinds of connections before other than if you go back to Deuteronomy. And he quoted the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. But then he grabbed from Leviticus and added that one other thing, and you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. We are living in a time in the United States where obesity continues to climb. We continue to live in a time where health becomes a major issue, and health seems to be driving so much of the political climate. We live in a time, and we live in an area where the industries represented even in this church, places like Amazon, Google, less so with Boeing, but, but, but others who absolutely expect what has now become the national average. The national average for work is now at 55 hours a week. Think back when it was 40. And why do you think that Places like Google and Amazon, if you go in there, what you see are espresso stands that are readily available to anyone who needs that little boost. And by the way, it's free. 
And as you walk around the campus of those places, you will see 10 or 15 places where you can walk in. And besides getting that extra cup of coffee, what you also have access to is any kind of candy you could ever want or imagine. Yeah, there's fruit there. But there's all kinds of other snacks that are designed to keep you going. And even beyond that, you can find different places in which to work, depending on what you need to do in your mood that day. You can sit in a circle where there are other desks with that whiteboard up there so that you can be creative, kind of like what Joe has been (laughs) in room 21. Or if you need more quiet time, they have set aside small enclosed rooms with a, a desk, a phone, and you can shut the door and be in that room alone. And oh, by the way, they also have sand volleyball courts, basketball courts, running tracks, and a variety of other things like weight rooms. Is it to take care of those employees? No. Because it's all about productivity. And the expectation that you will have everything you need so that you can, in fact, work those 55 hours a week or more. And that is part of the reality in which we live, particularly right here in South Bellevue, Redmond, Issaquah, those kinds of areas. We are in that place where those expectations are very, very real. And yet, did I mention? Obesity continues to grow. Health issues continue to drive so much of this. And this expectation to work is incredible. Even in the church, (laughs) even in the church, what do we do for, depending on how long Brad preaches, an hour to an hour and ten minutes? There's nothing aerobic about what we do. Uh, Well, we stand up and sit down. Uh, Mostly at first service, we clap our hands, which I guess is a little upper body exercise. But it's really all about sitting. Isn't it just sitting where we are and not doing anything but what you're doing right now, which is listening? We do very little of what you see on the screens. And oh, by the way, just an apology to Second Service particularly, because a year ago I talked about the screens being up for this service. (laughs) The reason they're down really is because the motor's broken in this one. (laughs) So I just got to tell you, it's it's, it's why you get the the full meal deal on, on... Um, on the screens, and so we're just going to use them since they're down. We keep trying to focus on health in the church, but I want to go beyond that this morning. And do you remember last week, I read you the list of 50 things. This is the cotton wool kids generation of the 50 things that you are, that their children were supposed to do before 11 and three quarters years old. I thought, how unfair is this? That this is all about children. And children's health. And, you know, things like climbing a tree and rolling down a big hill and building a den or a a fort, making a mud pie, damming a stream, sledding, you know, all, all those things. What about us? So, I came up with at least the first 20 things that we need to be doing by the time we're 91 and three quarter years old. So, you ready? Now, I will make these available to anyone who wants them whenever you want them. 
But this is not the only list, because you're going to add to this list here in just a few minutes. And what I'm going to ask you to do is to turn where you are and sit in some small groups and be creative about the things that you don't hear on this list. I've I got to tell you, I probably got, I don't know, these are, these are the ones that I got from first service. And there are at least seven to eight on each one of these pages of additions to my list. So just be thinking as I read this. So um, are you ready? 20 things that you need to be have done by the time you're 91 and three quarters. Take a walk in the woods in the rain until you're soaked. <laughs> but given that we have REI represented, wear appropriate clothing. You're welcome, Tom. Okay, sit by a river or a stream for an hour and list the sounds that you hear. Become an expert in one chosen fun area, something you've always wanted to learn about, and write a single paper on the subject and share it with someone. Lay on your back in the grass on a semi-cloudy day and look for cloud animals, and then share them with someone you love. This, this is my favorite on this list, because this is I expect this of you. Next time you go grocery shopping, skip rather than walk. I know some of you have back issues. Be careful. But I'm not done. And hum or sing as you do. <laughs> My second favorite one. Suck helium and sing Jesus Loves Me. <laughs> Blow up 30 balloons and then pop them with your bare feet. Identify the multitude of types of trees on the church property. Sit and count the leaves on one of those trees. At coffee hour, spin and then try and walk without spilling your coffee. Just make sure you're in a wide space. Learn the songs of 20 birds and sing back to them. Learn about edible plants in the wilderness and then go find and eat some. Please be careful. Stomp in a mud puddle until it's empty. Set three-month goals for redoing your diet, weight loss if needed, exercise, and share it with someone you trust so that you can be accountable to each other. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't get sick. Memorize five different meaningful Bible verses and share, the, share them each in one sitting with someone younger than you. Let's say it again. Five verses. Memorize them and then share them with someone younger than you. <laughs> this one got a huge reaction uh, for service. Don't watch television, look at your computer, be on your cell phone or any other electronic device for one full day. <laughs> Do you hear that? Not going to happen. One full day. But then do something with that time. Um, for those of you that are still working, uh, you're all working, I know that, but at jobs, take a health day off, a health day off, and go for a hike or a bike ride. Make a list of friends and family, as long as it needs to be, but then 
Take time to pray for all of them in one sitting, picturing their faces each as you pray for them. This is a hard one for many of us. Pray with someone else aloud. I will tell you that you'll hear at prayer time that Roger Ingalls uh, is going in for surgery on Friday and that Lisa Braun, one of our newest folks, is going in for surgery tomorrow. And we spent time between services praying for them aloud in my office. And both of them just overcome and overwhelmed by that. Pray with someone else aloud. It's easier than you think, friends. I get that it's really intimate, but it's important that we do that. And finally, on my list, write a letter to someone to reattach a relationship. Someone that you really have wanted to be in touch with for a while. And it can be a letter, it can be an email, whatever it is. I think there's something still magical about receiving a letter from someone, particularly if it's handwritten. But reattach that relationship with someone else. Those are the 20 things that I've come up with. And now what I'd like to do is take a few moments to have you add to that list. I have paper and pen here, and what I want to ask you to do, yep, even in second service this morning, is turn where you are and with a group, come up with some additions to that list, and then we're going to share them as a congregation. You're not going to have a lot of time, five minutes to do this, but I want to see, I want to see what you come up with, particularly this service. I'm really excited about you doing this. So if you need some paper and some pens, I have them right here. I understand that this is weird worship. But anybody need paper and pens? Yes, I'm really asking you to do this. Paper and pens. There you go. Paper and a pen. Share this with others. Don't just do it on your own. But turn where you are and just come up with a list of other things. Anybody else need paper and pen? Nicholas. There you go, buddy. All righty. Go. All right, Richard. Lois is looking lonely back here. You guys got paper and pen, everybody? Choir, you need paper or pen? Don't write on your music. All righty then. Did you hear the buzz in the room? All right, I'm hoping that what you did is, you know, did these legibly because I am asking you to turn them in. And here's what I'd like to do. I would like to send the list, total list, to the conference office and challenge any other church in the conference, including Bothell, to see which church can accomplish all of these before the other. No competition here. Um, So let's hear some. Um, Let's... I started over here first, so what do you guys, uh, give me at least a few. Okay. Daily. Dun, dun, dun. spiritual corner over here. All right, let's uh, let's come up here to this incredible group. Tom, do you have it? Is, okay. Um, 
outside for a whole day, um, discover or visit someplace new in the community where you live, drive down the road and sing as loud as you can to a song on the radio or Pandora. <laughs> With the window open. Okay. Okay, you guys, what did you, you come up with? <coughs> Who's got it? Laurel? 10,000 steps a day. 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. Read a good book, get enough sleep. I'm liking these. Okay, you guys, back here. Oh, I like, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Wait in the ocean on the beach. Okay, this is good, okay. John, you got it? Uh, go on a road trip. Uh, in a black Mustang. That would work. Yeah, okay. Uh, plant your own uh, garden and watch it grow. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, drive fast at least once, safely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Swing on a rope. Sleep in a log cabin. Okay. Go camping. And share your life story. Guys, leadership. Oh, I love it. Okay. Andre and Wally, did you guys do this or did you guys do it with those guys? Okay. Okay. Learn something new that you don't need to learn for your work. Okay. Learn something new that you don't need to learn for your work, okay? Spiritual, find time for spiritual growth daily. All right, all right, have time for spiritual growth daily. All right, let's uh, over here, you guys, to come up with, oh, yeah, go ahead, yeah, Brewers. There's, there's a few people here that said, um, I have to cross Lake Washington. Oh, yeah. There's no oil leaks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay, that's great. All right, you guys? Dave? Oh, man. Oh, I love it. Poking a tide pool with a child. Okay, let's keep going. You guys back here? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, let's go Lou and then Jeff. And, you know, I watched the ushers because you guys were doing it too, right? Okay. No, you're good. Go ahead, Lou. Swim in the lake. Oh, recall an adventure or write a dream. Ah, that's cool. Okay, Jeff? How about and? A summer night under the stars, or even taking a camping trip 
There you go. Yeah, we have first service. It was from beginning to end with someone you care about. Watch a sunset from beginning to end. So you all here, you got that? Okay, so Hope? I love it. Okay, Ruth? Um, connecting with other people. Plunge off high dive into water. Learn to get out of sand traps in one stroke. <laughs> Harris, was that you, buddy? I, I just want to know. <laughs> Okay, I love it. Anybody else back here? Okay, okay. Um, try ballroom dance lessons. Okay. I love the try part. Yeah, this is good. Okay. Early in the morning and late evening, take a breath. Just relax. Yeah. You start servicing. Make mud pies with grandkids. Yeah. Try paddleboard. And learn a song on the guitar. Okay, I love it. You guys? Okay, Mary? Cook something for your own garden. Watching a sunset and then take a photo of it and post it for free. Oh, I love it. Okay. And then plant sunflowers. Okay. Love it. Okay. Choir number one. Sheila? We also did sing as loud as you can. Maybe somewhere where it's not going to bother anybody, right? In the car, right. in the shower. Um, stretch and touch your toes at least twice a day. Okay. <laughs> Simple, right? You think it's easy, but try it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a challenge. <laughs> um, free yourself from some stuff by choosing something you, you, you own and giving it to somebody you think will like it. Okay. Um, answer, I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. Choir number two. Uh, to issue or accept a spontaneous invitation for a get-together. Take time literally to smell the flowers. Mm. Drive without a plan. And look for God on the way to work. Mm-hmm. Take a different route. Okay, wait a minute. I have, to, I have to share with you. When you said drive without a plan, <laughs> the energy that happened behind you <laughs> was overwhelming. So I just I want you to know. Okay. <laughs> That's it. What else? Anything else? Well, I need. I got a call. Just a second. Oh no, I don't know where it's coming. But go ahead. Okay. Okay. So one other thing I want to share. Oh, I thought you were with choir number one. Was there another one? Okay, guys, go ahead. Learn a language other than your native language. And I think the other one that I like a lot is smile and say hello to a stranger. Ah, smile and say hello to a stranger. There may not be stranger danger. So you two did this on your own? No, we were with them. And they didn't like our band. Yes. Yes, Marvin? A nap. There is something about a nap a day that, that is really healthy, it, and that's why we're here. So I want to just close with this thought. One of the things 
you, you guys know, every one of you know, that I went through some really hard times health-wise uh, at the beginning of the year and ended up taking 40 days off. But what I want to share with you is what has changed. And believe me, things have changed. And I have not had an episode on this other than pulling weeds at the cabin one day. Oh, it wasn't weeds. It was scotch broom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and which just proved that it was this vagal nerve disorder, but vagus nerve disorder. But there is a thing called mindfulness, and I'm not sure that everybody is aware of it yet. And uh, it was interesting. I said it at first service, and Sabrina, I think, pulled these out of our church library. And so there are two of them, the miracle of mindfulness. I'm going to leave them up here if somebody wants to check them out. Mindfulness deals with holistic health. Mindfulness deals with all kinds of things, but it begins with breathing. I was breathing in my chest every day, every breath. And working with this team of doctors, I've learned to move that breath. That's perfect right there. Move the breath down to the belly. And feel against whatever is right here the pressure of when you breathe in and out. It should not be here. It should be here. What that does, friends, is I was living in the amygdala part of my brain, which are these small almond-shaped kinds of areas of the brain that are your fight, flight, or freeze part of the brain. It's where most of us who have PTSD live our lives. To move the breath down in that one singular change is to move from the amygdala to the Ursula part of the brain, a place that brings peace. It's incredible what it does. And mindfulness begins with breathing. Recognize how you're breathing and move it down. But there are other mantras now that I work, again, with this incredible team of doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, behaviorists, those kinds who are you know, helping me through all of this, that <laughs> if you ever have ridden with me, and most of you haven't when I'm driving, my family has. Uh, for me, it used to be that the road was the ultimate competition. And by the way, don't ever waste my time. The change has been acceptance brings peace. That when you're on the road, and you should see the amount of people who are looking at each other right now, even in Seattle traffic, if you can't, if you know you have nowhere to go, what does frustration and anger do but moves your breathing up, takes it to the amygdala, and it's fight. When acceptance brings peace, says, oh, here's an opportunity for me to do something different with this time than getting angry. And be creative about what that is. But acceptance brings peace. And I'm not talking acceptance of social justice issues. That's not what this is. But within your own body. Remember that there are things over which you do not have control. And to find those things and understand that there are things over which you have no control. And acceptance brings peace. And finally, find a joy. We go through our days over and over and over again without looking for the joy. Finding and looking for the joy does something inside us. And then did you hear how often you heard those spend time in prayer 
because that is also a time of mindfulness. Every single morning, without exception now, I sit and do mindfulness. I sit in my recliner in the living room, and I allow the presence of God to begin at my feet, and it, it is like a flaming tingle that moves all the way up my body, and I sense it, and I see it, and I feel it up out of my fingers and out of the top of my head and allow God's presence, those statements that I've shared with you before, God saying, I love you, I will protect you, I will guide you, and now sit and dwell in my presence, even if it's for five minutes. And it changes the whole perspective of the day. Because now it goes back to what Jean read. Love the Lord your God first. That is the foundation for everything that we do. Everything. And that will define what comes next. And then love God with all your heart, every piece of your emotion, with all of your mind, with every piece of your intellect, and continue to stimulate that growth. In every relationship, understand that you are defined by loving God first. And continue to do the spiritual work necessary to guide the rest of life. That's, friends, health. And oh, by the way, guess what our mission statement is? Growing in health, I'm sorry, in faith, love, health, and service. That's who we are as a church. And it is all about health. Will you pray with me? God, as the hour is getting late and I'll get in trouble if we don't do the offering. I lift up some of our folks who are going through some difficult times right now. Been in communication back and forth from Washington, D.C. with Angela Kirkman. And her father has gone through an incredible, difficult time where his liver has shut down. And it is a disease. It is not alcoholism. It is not those kinds of things. And now he is on the transplant list. And we pray for a transplant for him. And how difficult it is for Angela and Jacob to be apart on differing coasts right now. In this loving marriage and relationship, and yet two years, and yet Angela came back to me yesterday and said, now I understand why I needed to go to D.C. and work for the State Department for two years so that I can be with my dad. We lift up Lisa Braun, who's going in for major surgery tomorrow, and for Roger Ingalls, who's going in for surgery on Friday. For others in the congregation for whom this is a difficult time. God, I'm looking for a couch and a living room chair right now for a family in this church who have no furniture at all right now. I'm looking for some dining room furniture and some other things that will help them. They've finally moved out of their car through transitional housing and have their first apartment, but they have nothing other than beds. And so I ask that we help provide them with some nice things. And God, for others for whom this is a really joyful time, there are so many um, joyful things going on. For the mission trip coming up this weekend, for worshiping here at 10 o'clock next Sunday for Convo, for all the other things that are going on, for these ends-of-the-year things, and I just pray for teachers and staff and others around our schools. And I again thank you for this church.
Help us be creative about our health. To look at the six things in the insert and choose at least one of those to do as the health team continues to provide us with those kinds of opportunities. And as we unite our voices in this prayer taught to us by Jesus, unite our hearts, our health, all that we are in this work is together, we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I call upon the ushers.